Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. A number of years, I think five, eight years, the, the Senate would never even pass one appropriation bill. We, we watched at the end of last year what normally would happen in Washington. There's been an omnibus bill that never goes through committee, got jammed. So I pledged that we'd never put an omnibus on the floor. But we did something different in the debt ceiling. We put the 1% cut across the board if you don't pass all 12 bills in the next year. Everybody was upset by it, but I firmly believe structure dictates behavior. You have to change the structure of Washington. And, and it's tough. People fight it, right? But now we've been able to move on both sides the bills out, out of the committee. Um, I showed frustration in here because I am frustrated with the committee. I'm frustrated with some people in the conference. We had the DOD appropriation bill yesterday. I couldn't put it on the floor. I don't have one complaint by any member of what's wrong with this bill. We're going to give a pay raise to those E1s that are in there. They're only making 20-some thousand up to 30,000. If there's nobody complaining, why aren't things getting done? Why the need for a continuing resolution at all? That's Speaker McCarthy right there. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. The continuing resolution that they're putting into place to try and avoid a government shutdown at the end of this month this would run through October 31st. So, of course, Halloween, trick or treat. It just plays on itself, people. You still get the 1% spending cut. And I don't know if that's going to last or not last through. I'm not a believer in these uh, cuts because they affect defense spending and I have an issue with it. But more and more people are having an issue right now with Kevin McCarthy because the idea of this continuing resolution has now if you will, split parts of the House. One of those people who is split from Kevin McCarthy is Victoria Sparks from the Indiana 5th District. Full disclosure, my representative in Congress putting out the statement, unfortunately, and I'm quoting here, real leadership takes courage and willingness to fight for the country, not for power and a picture on a wall. Congresswoman Victoria Sparks joins me right now. Uh, Kevin McCarthy went through 15 votes just so he could have a pretty picture of himself on the wall in the halls of Congress? Well, you know, I haven't seen fighting him for the issues. And, you know, let's look, Tony, at the facts, okay? September 30th didn't move on the calendar. We knew about that date. So what the, the facts are, under Republican leadership, we increase an amount of unauthorized spending. We don't have our appropriations done. The two that we actually have done that we want to pass, they're both increases in spending, which is fine. I am fine if we're going to increase spending on some of the issues, but then where are your cuts? Where are we going to be cutting something? We are borrowing $5 billion a day. $5 billion a day. You know, we're talking about China, fighting China. We are going to spend more on paying interest, including to China, than our national defense very soon. And we cannot even have a stupid commission. We were like, it's a joke. Our debt ceiling, you know, discussion and debacle, it was a joke. Saving a billion a year when we have a $5 billion a day borrowing. We have over $132 trillion 
of unfunded liabilities. We had two trillion in shortfall and collect only four. Let's not lie to people that we're going to balance something in five years. As a matter of fact, we didn't even pass our budget because we're afraid to pass the budget. Increasing amount of unauthorized spending cannot pass appropriations. He promised people to deal with spending at 22 levels. He didn't. He didn't even start to do that. He told me that we at least put some commission that next year, we failed this year. But I said, let's at least have a plan to do something meaningful next year. It takes time. We need to communicate to people, get people on board. Let's at least put some commission and force the Senate to work with us. He cannot even do that. You know, so I am so sick and tired. If we, we're failing this republic, and if we're not going to stand up, no one else it will because so the other me, side is completely gone. Let's let's take now a, a, a moment and make sure that we're all on the same page of what this continuing resolution is about. As I know it, you had 12 appropriations bills that had to be passed. This was the deal that Speaker McCarthy made with President Biden. 12 of these bills would have to be passed. We don't have a number on the debt ceiling, but we have other levels of cuts that go on and people agreed and disagreed and Here's where we're at. 12 appropriations bills that have to be approved. Otherwise, this penny plan, this 1% cut across the board goes into effect. Are, are we now seeing that the 12 appropriations bills are not going to get passed? Or well, is it you- that they won't be passed in time, which is why you are saying you knew when September 30th was on the calendar? Well, let, let's be honest. The, the challenges, all of this 1% cut, is going to work only all of this if we have CRs, continuous resolution for all of this bill at the end of the year. If we don't, we don't even have 1% cut. And it's only cut is going to, I think there is a great period, like three or four months. So it's not even going to happen right away. So I think that was actually not very well written. You know, sequestration language. I even was surprised, you know, talk to some people. What they said, it actually wasn't really what it says in the bill. So we actually have a potential where we pass increases right now for few appropriations. And the rest of it is not even going to be cut at all. So we, in a total, will increase unauthorized spending. Uh, we will increase discretionary spending, and we will increase non-discretionary spending. So we actually will give more money under Republican leadership to Biden administration that fails us everywhere on every issue. So that's the challenge we have because we had plenty of time to work on this issue. So I just said, okay, I want to have a plan for next year. But also with this appropriations agreement, since, you know, the conservatives agree that we're going to start at 22 level because 23 was so inflated. OK, they haven't. OK, so now it's a hundred billion difference from two remaining appropriations that didn't pass through the committee to reconcile it. We would have to cut spending on third, third, one third of spending. That is not going to happen. So you cannot reconcile the numbers. So I told them, I said, at least commit him to something. Last time he gave you lies, passed all these bills, negotiated with Democrats in Senate and passed what they wanted to do. Nothing meaningful. He's going to screw you again on the board and everything else. Commit where all of his cuts are going to be coming from. Right now we're passing increases in spending, which is fine. If we believe we need to increase spending in some areas like national defense, although I would argue we have to audit that department and figure out where the money there go to. But that's a different conversation. But even if we're willing to do it, 
Where are the cuts? What are they doing right now? There is no difference anymore between Republicans and Democrats. We just give money to different special interest groups and people are tired. So at least let's have a plan. And he doesn't want to have a plan. We didn't even pass the budget. He stole the budget. He doesn't want to pass because he's afraid to challenge special interest groups because they became so powerful in Washington. This is so much money. The Senate is so corrupt that no one can move it. And I said, we, I don't care what Senate doesn't like, they're going to attack you. I care less. We are the United States House. We have control. Let's pass it. Put it on the floor. Let's take them out. Let them take out. Don't be afraid to put it on the floor. But he's afraid to put even commission on the you floor. You keep mentioning af- afraid, talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparts of the Indiana 5th District, that, that uh, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, is afraid. In a House of Representatives that can have him removed with a vote or at least call for his removal with a vote, one would think he'd be more afraid of the members than he is of the special interest because the only way to actually have the power is to be in the chair. Your argument is he isn't worried about the members trying to to move him out. And if we're going to say special interest, can you give us an example of whom? Well, I'll give you an example, but it seems like he is more afraid, and I think he's going to get himself, you know, in, in a position that he might lose his job, you know, the one he wants so badly, because ultimately, leaders make tough decisions and make tough fights, you know, not for, the, for themselves when you fight for, for, you know, for yourself for position, but fight for issues for the people. That's what leadership is tested, and I haven't seen him fighting for any issue. This is very different when you go fight in elections that I'm so great, or if you go to fight, you know, for, for you know, something that you want to be in position and telling all this BS to people how great fight. I judge people for the trenches and fighting for real fights for issues and for we the people. But I'll give you an example. One of the issues that, okay, we will have a very tough thing, you know, decisions to make. We'll have to get American people on board in some of these programs that going bankrupt. Like Medicare, Social Security, bankrupt within five, ten years. But there are some easier things, you know, totally fraud and abuse on the system. We have number one, donor, hospital. Number two, big pharma and insurance. You know, top three dollars, hospital, pharma and insurance. Senate is corrupt, bought by them. I said, we have billions of dollars of abuse. I give five items, 1.8 trillion of savings. Obama agreed and Trump agreed. Bipartisan issue. I got bipartisan think tanks on board. I said, let's just make some real difference, at least in some of the things. That is a pure misappropriation of taxpayers' money, defrauding seniors and trying to save Medicare. You know, this is sort of the easy items, right? There are some other ones will be way tougher Congress will have to deal with. He's not even cannot do that. Well, he's going to be attacked. He's going to be attacked by Jeffries and Schumer because, you know, hospital monopoly in New York is so corrupt and controlled. I said, I don't care. Let them attack you. Let's go and win it with American people that we're willing to stand up for them. Why are we talking about all these programs? People say, well, government, we have not increased any authorization. FBI and DOJ is still going to get it bulk money. Why should they care? What they do to the American people? If we would have gone through authorization process, which I already for over a year was harassing him, I said, let's have a plan. We have over a thousand programs unauthorized. Let's pick some and start working on them. That's how you can really make this, you know, officials accountable when you yank their money. But well, you know, you have to spend some time. Let's talk about who's on your side. Matt Rosendale of Montana is on your side, calling it a continuation of Nancy Pelosi's budget and Joe Biden's policies. Uh, Representative Dan Bishop of North Carolina urging Congress to pass bills that fund uh, individual agencies. 
you have Representative Tony Gonzalez uh, along the U.S. border saying it's crystal clear a government shutdown is coming. I represent 66% of the Texas-Mexico border. A hollow continuing resolution built to win a messaging battle does nothing to keep America safe. But on the side of the continuing resolution... You have Congressman Byron Donalds of Florida who puts out on X Twitter, the 30-day continuing resolution does two things. Number one, secure the southern border. Number two, cut government spending by 8% and continues by saying there is no Ukraine money. He continues, the truth is Congress needs more time to do the necessary spending cuts and reforms to stop the weaponization of our government and save our country. If the continuing resolution goes through, does it cut government spending by 8%? And what do you make? I I don't mean to ask two questions here, but I want the answers to both. Does it cut spending by 8%? And what do you make of Congressman Donald's noting a lack of money for Ukraine being a reason to go forward with it? Well, listen, I will tell you something. This resolution will force for a short period of time on some of the spending, but they also have increases in spending they wanted to pass. You know, so in other authorization in VA, authorization in national defense authorization, we have increases, right? So in reality, you know, since it's more than 50%, it's probably not even going to cut. It's a net effect, which I understand that, unfortunately, and I said, I am not opposed to have a short-term resolution, even though we should have already worked on these issues, right? And he should have taken it seriously. But I want to have a plan how we're going to have it seriously, how we're going to force a serious conversation next year on that ceiling, how we're going to have a fourth serious conversation on the Senate on authorization next year. So we need to have a plan and where all of the cuts are going to be coming. He is not committed. All of this stuff is unenforceable. Nothing is going to secure anything. Biden knows, let's pass this. Then he is again, he did it last time, made a deal with Democrats and everything conservatives put their border security. How many times do you learn border security? Where is it? It was taken out. And he signed off on that and making deals with Democrats. Let's be honest. Say, I'm planning not to fight. And I'm going to make him deals with Democrats now that he did it last time. Like, at least be honest this time. And then people have to decide, do they support this leadership or not? But let's be honest. He never fought. Last, it's exactly the same situation. I was a deciding vote on, you know, on last time to move forward our debt ceiling bill that I told conservatives, you never start from the floor. It's a ceiling. You're going to be screwed. He will do nothing. Well, guess what? I felt bad for them. I said, I even disagree with it. I was a deciding vote to move it forward. I voted yes. And I told Kevin, I want to put some stuff on the table. He told me he will, and he didn't. So I am making mistakes and give people you know, a few times to tell me not the truth. And it's happened. But I think the third time, I am not going to let him not tell the truth. So I want to have a serious conversation. You know, what is going to happen or not because he's not fighting. He does a lot of talk and appeasement, messaging bill, but when it comes at the end, push to shove, he's not fighting for the people. You're referring to Speaker McCarthy or you're referring to Congressman Byron Donalds? No, I'm talking to Speaker McCarthy. I mean, I mean, Congressman McDonald's, you know, he said, explain what things he's doing. I think he's trying to figure out how to get out of this situation you know, and try to make some things. But ultimately, Speaker McCarthy is in charge, you know, and, you know, ultimately it's not up to few people like him and few other ones making deals. We have to get it in front of the conference and make these decisions together. 
you know, he doesn't represent most of us, you know, and he might represent himself and his voters and he will explain to them. But ultimately, I don't care what, you know, he has to say. If he was willing to make deals with, you know, with McCarthy to get on committees and other things, that is their spot. You know, whatever the mills is, I don't even know. Maybe they don't. I don't really care what they do. I am not making any deals. I should use an enormous amount of political capital, but it's sad for me to see that I'm the only woman standing fighting for the fiscal insanity that happened in our Congress. This is unbelievable that we cannot stand up and think about the future of our children. It shouldn't be even a partisan issue. And on the background, people agree, you know, even Democrats agree, but they're all afraid of big money. Big money became so powerful. Congresswoman, so I am afraid to be reelected. I am up against the Congresswoman Victoria Sparts of the Indiana 5th District. Sparts.house.gov is where you can find her. Congresswoman, always appreciate it. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz.